0: uh this is paul h reflections on the 12 steps and I, I welcome everybody i want to remind everybody this is not an aa meeting it is one member's take on the exact nature of the wrong which comes from page 64 of the aa big book and the solutions of the 12 steps. This is being recorded and it is being streamed live on Facebook. It is not an all share meeting, rather it's a question and answer for Paul's take on the 12 steps. And for more information on Paul, we can go to zenbitchslap.com for information on his books, his videos, and recordings and t-shirts. And so as a um, little beginning to as a reading to get started today, uh, we'll begin on page 60 of the big book. Let me turn to page 60 here. I'm stuck on page 62, must be a reason for that. Beginning with our description of the alcoholic, the chapter to the agnostic and our personal adventures before and after made clear three pertinent ideas A, that we were alcoholic and could not manage our own lives. B, that probably no human power could have relieved our alcoholism. And C, that God could and would if he were sought. Being convinced we were at step three, which is that we decided to turn our will and our life over to the care of God as we understood him. Just what do we mean by that and just what do we do? The first requirement is that we be convinced that any life run on self will can hardly be a success on that basis we are almost always in collision with something or somebody even though our motives are good most people try to live by self propulsion each person is like an actor who wants to run the whole show is forever man trying to arrange the lights the ballet the scenery and the rest of the Players in his own um, in his own way. If his arrangements would only stay put, if only people would do as he wished, the show would be great. Everybody, including himself, would be pleased. Life would be wonderful. In trying to make these arrangements, our actor may sometimes be quite virtuous. He may be kind, considerate, patient, generous, even modest and self-sacrificing. Oh, my. On the other hand, he may be mean, egotistical, selfish and dishonest. But as with most humans, he is more likely to have varied traits. What can you get out of that, Paul? Paul, I can't hear you.
1: Well, hello, everybody. Paul, alcoholic. Very happy to be here. Uh, let's go. Let's just go back to the beginning, the uh, A, B, and C of, of uh, recovery, that we were alcoholic and could not manage our own lives. <clears throat> now, this was in my experience. When I came into recovery, I had been living under an assumption that what was causing The unmanageability in my life was the drinking and using, Uh, and therefore when I stopped drinking and using, a lot of behaviors and a lot of things that would lead to me being defeated would change miraculously overnight. I I had a rude awakening around that idea, and I came to another, the way I like that statement is that the alcoholism is the cause of, a, of the unmanageability in our lives, because in a way I, as what I'm not, am trying to manage, and it's that trying to manage and control is causing the unmanageability. And then the B, that probably no human power could have relieved their alcoholism. They could have said, but they like to leave the door wide open. They could have said that no human power could have relieved the alcoholism, but they throw in probably. But in most people's experience, you know, my mother really wanted me to stop. Uh, I wanted to stop many, many times. The state wanted me to stop, and, but no human power or no juris, human jurisdiction or no human institution seemed to be able to get me sober. Yet, but that God could and would if He was sought. Well, that's basically the observation you have when you enter recovery. Something has done for you what you couldn't do for yourself, concerning that insanity that precedes the first drink. Now that insanity could be years of insanity that precedes the first drink, or it could be just an insane thought that precedes the first drink. But something this something did sort of strike me sober, and that's something a lot of people would call God. I like the term of higher power and uh, because I feel once I had the sense of a higher power, I could really start seeing the lower power in action. I could see how self by its manifestations had defeated me by doing an inventory, not the first one, but the second inventory, After I went to see Joe and Charlie and uh, these old dudes that presented uh, a workshop on the big book that really allowed me to see their description of the fourth step, led me to see with understanding my role in things, at least the, the beginning of that. And that was the first really big wave of recovery, is to see my role in things. And while I, when I see my role in things, it led me to seeing something else's role in things. That was called my role in things. And then there was uh, in the fabric of my existence, and let's say you could call that sweater of existence, Paul, I started seeing more than just the corroding thread of fear, but I started seeing the, uh, the, corro- the corroding weave of selfing of of that which has defeated me, and is defeating me, and uh, (laughs) could defeat me in a sense, without a certain condition in place. And so, uh, yeah, then it goes into, again, being convinced, which is usually the requirement necessary for the first few steps. Being convinced we were at, so we were convinced of A, B, and C. Yeah, that's the requirement. All right, now you go to the third step. And then it says, the first requirement is that we be convinced of what? That any life run not by Paul, but by self. Any life run on self-will can hardly be a success. Yeah, that's an understatement. So again, that being convinced is applied as the only real requirement to enter the third step after doing steps one and two. Because at this point, we should be convinced that Uh, where the cause of our trying to manage was the is the cause of unmanageability and it's not ours it's really self's that probably no human power could have relieved our alcoholism so we have to look for a for a a solution from somewhere else and that God could and would if he was sought we've been convinced of that so now all right you're at step three and then the first requirement is to be convinced that any life run on self-will can hardly be a success. And then he goes off on how its self-will isn't only determined by, uh, let's say, vengeance, resentment, uh, apathy towards others, uh, sense of entitlement. It can also look virtuous, kind, and still be the engender of self being played out. So, there's two aspects of the manifestations of self. Sometimes it's got a, you know, it's clothed as a wolf, sometimes it's clothed as a sheep, but it's the basic same agenda. So, I don't find many people recognize the difference uh, in that condition. They may see the new objectified self as the villain, but they don't see that what's looking at that conclusion is also an aspect of self because the way I see it, and this is the proposal we put out as the platform of these talks, is that there's an act of being identified as self that allows self to defeat us through its manifestations because while it's doing that, we call self me and we call its manifestations ours. So that would be a definition and uh, you know a, a a picture of the activity of a definition called the act of being identified. I can't see it as anything else. I mean, how can we not be in the act of being identified if we're calling self manifestations ours? Even after we've done an inventory, we walked in there doing the inventory that these are our resentments and our fears and ours, 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 and we leave with the same. Basis that they're our fears and our resentments. I mean, <laughs> it's like going into the hospital to get operation and leaving, and no operation was performed. I mean, but you have the you have the story. I got. I went to the hospital for an operation. I should be better now, but nothing was removed. The root of the problem wasn't noticed because it's continuing on, and it's the act of being identified as that which is claiming. That it's you that's doing all these manifestations of self. I don't. I've, I. would say all the results that we come after are truly rooted in a clarity of the diagnosis. I just feel like uh, if the diagnosis isn't clear, then the results are going to be severely uh, defined by the problem. Yeah. I just, uh, yeah, I just know this to the core. That's, That's one of the motivating factors of doing this. I didn't win a lot of hearts and minds in a lot of ways with this. I would have been better off, in a sense, you know, just speaking about whatever. Yeah, but, you know, as it says in a vision for us or for you, that this power is going to constantly reveal to us stuff and... It was revealed through me that self is a foreign pathogen. It's, it's uh, something other than me, and it's not even a noun called self. It's an activity of the mental state called selfing, and it's not of me, but yet it presents a whole narrative of this life as me, about me and uh, I see that as the bondage of self. I see that as the bondage of self. Now, how you're bound, you can be tied upside down, you can be whipped to a tree, you can be handcuffed to a moving vehicle. Yeah, it can appear a lot of different ways, but the bondage of self is an act of being identified as something that we're not. That, to me, is the bondage of self. How it demonstrates, it can do with the bondage any fucking way. Sadomasochistic, fucking tons of other things but the bondage of self is an act of being identified as self we're not performing that act the mental state is performing that act and it's informing us we are already a self and then the only possibility for some of us that turn into addicts and alcoholics is to try to get out of self as self we didn't see that other aspect That causes it to be a a clarity of a defeat before all the fucking possibilities of relief. Self can't get out of self is the reason why it hasn't worked. Because Paul has been and is and is a.k.a. self. So self is attempting to get out of self. Now, Paul believes it can get out of self, so it doesn't see the message in the statement, self can't get out of self, because it doesn't believe it implies to it. It thinks it's Paul. And so Paul keeps going, trying to get out of self. <laughs> That's basically, it's most, its probably major drive. And self can't get out of self. That's the fundamental fact of observation of people trying to get out of self as self. They came to the conclusion self can't get out of self. So where is the out when when it's concerning self? It's, it's, It's in the not in. That's where the out is. You're not that which your mental state is assuring you you are. You're not. You're not which is being described and related to all day. You're not. I would say we are more of a we are a spiritual nature, not a mental fucking uh, story. So whatever you know, we can open it up, Meek. Yeah, Mickey.
0: Thanks, Paul. And um, we're now open for questions for Paul. Let's see. I don't see any hands up. Um, Paul, how how important is the process of going through the steps? How um how would you describe um the process of going through the steps? Not under the realization or the knowingness that um that self is trying to get out of self. You, am I being clear?
1: Yes. Well, the process is vital because we're dominated by a mental state. So we take action to diminish that mental state. We don't diminish the state. We take take actions that allows a diminishing of those states. And the actions are the way of life or the design for living that the AA program offers. Yeah. Rooted in very sound principles, a recognition that we, can't, <laughs> that we can't do what we need to be done, yet something else will do it, which is the idea of a higher power. And then a way of life with principles that allow us to, to stay sober. Yeah, And to me, the program really is about not starting drinking. It's not, about, it's not stopping drinking. It's about not starting drinking.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. my yeah. my
1: stopping drinking happened before i entered recovery i entered recovery i got struck sober the drinking stopped and then i was introduced to recovery because i wasn't recovery from drinking my body may have been recovering from drinking but the real recovery was from the underlying causes and conditions which is are f- truly truly rooted in the preoccupation of the mental state with this idea of being self. Just like they said, the problem resides in the mind. Yes, so there you go. So I I believe when you're completely under the domination of the lower power, this parasitical activity, with the amplification of that by alcoholism, you need a way of life. Yeah, You're not going to wish it away. Yeah, you've gotta use the thing itself that was being used almost like a poison as an antidote. Instead of going walking to the alcohol, to the liquor store and getting an alcohol, you walk to a meeting and you get recovery. Yeah, so you're using the same vehicle, but you're going to different destinations and different results are occurring. Yeah. But I really believe it's just a diminishing of a mental condition. Because the spirit condition's already there, it's never left. But we're not in the we're not in a condition to notice it because we're really up the ass of self, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So there's not much. We have to rely on something to tell us what's going on because you don't see much from the ass, really. Yeah. Especially <laughs> way up there, it's sort of dark. So you got to rely yeah. on something to tell you. What you were, what you're gonna be, what it's like, and all like that, and that, re, what we're relying on is self, basically. Yeah, we don't have the eyes to see, so self now plays the eye, plays the role of the eyes, and tells us about everything. Yeah,
0: exactly.
1: We don't even we don't know any better because it we believe it's us talking to us. We don't see that it's a there's a foreign activity going on that's captured the. Uh, The news outlet, yeah, (laughs) keeps providing false evidence to reinforce the false evidence of self, yeah. So, yes, I think it's essential. Yes. Yeah, (laughs) yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yes, I I understand Mike Z has a question for you. He can't raise his hand, but uh, he has a question
1: for you. I want that condition to be... uh, long-lasting don't let him raise his hand
0: <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> all
1: right yeah all right all right let's go mike, mike are
0: you there
3: as long as i can find somebody else to
1: well he can't even he, he can't honestly answer that either i don't know if he's really there
3: <laughs> um it was just an opportunity for bringing up what was difficult for me and the the culture of AA that I assumed was there, uh, kind of what I, one of the elephants in the room, when it would say that, it, that uh, no human power could do it for us. And I couldn't see the difference between why AA wasn't a human power, just like religions didn't work for some people. It, to me, it was a human power because it, you know, it was in time, it had a history and stuff like that. Um, so uh, needless to say, right, why now it makes sense to me. So to to wonder about changing the word from human power to uh, a, an a self that imagines itself to be separate or you know a separate self can't get out of self or um, you know that kind of power that assumes that it has to have power can't get out of that matrix of self and power. So anyway, both the words human power. I mean, both the words human and power were stumbling blocks to me and i think that would be for other people too in the sense that like religion why wouldn't religion work it's not supposed to be human power and it failed and for some people AA is failing because of that
1: well you know in my feeling with that is this is just this is a member's eye view i believe that the big book was a download first of all and i believe uh the way of life aa offers is a conduit for power to come in it's not the source of the power and and there's a lot of power coming through humans in aa but i don't see it as human power yeah when someone's speaking or somebody i always sense when there when there's a real resonance in that talk something's coming through that person yeah and also you can see what happens in aa uh, we have a code called love and tolerance, and a lot of people, when they come in, will say, oh, I feel so accepted here, and stuff like that, but if you took every individual in that meeting, they've judged that person already when they walked in, and shit, yeah? But because there's a collectiveness, there's a power that overrides all the human powers in the room, and the love and tolerance gets offered, Yeah? Even though no one in the room is very tolerant or loving. <laughs> so my feeling is uh, AA is not powered by human power. yeah. There may be examples of when that exerts itself, yeah, because that's part of what happens here. But I truly believe it's uh, it's not a power of here, yeah. It's coming into here. Through the program and through the big book and shit, but I don't think it's of here. It's just, and I've been in, you know, I've been under a lot of human power, getting arrested and judges and shit, <laughs> doctors and stuff like that. Uh, a lot of times I didn't even feel a real authority coming through them, but a lot of times when I hear people share, I feel an authority coming through them. I don't think it's of a human power, so that's just my experience. Well,
3: that, does, that does bring up the, the importance of the possibility of the lash of alcoholism, which like religions don't have necessarily, but it still can be, you know, even that can be uh, made to be a special identity, like another issue that was a problem with AA. But, But yeah, that's. But it just goes to like watching out for what did happen in religion and not imagining that it can't happen within AA.
1: But it's not a problem AA. It's a problem with some people in AA. AA is pretty sound. AA, uh, it's amazing. It's whole. There may be some barnacles that grow on it, but it doesn't affect the 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 ship and its and its purpose. Yeah. That's the beauty of it. So it's it's people, you know? If there's a problem in AA, it's the people that are in it. It's it does, AA program's pretty fucking sound, yeah? I mean, I would think it would be easily adopted to almost any person here as a way of life. Unfortunately, it seems to be, you know bookended into just for addicts or alcoholics or something, but a, a regular, whatever that is, Joe and Jill would probably travel a lot better as an action figure if they lived by the principles of recovery. They would.
3: The, the same as any initial religion, the, the essence or beginnings of any religion. So that's, that's why I said it's interesting that the lash of alcoholism comes in because that, in history that hasn't worked for people to stay by those principles.
1: Yeah because it doesn't have a, it does it doesn't have a singular god that the people that are in the religion think is the only true recognition of the only true attributes of a god in a lot of cases yeah we don't have that in AA it's a higher power of everyone or anyone's understanding AA is a different is a unique event here it is it's an almost an anarchistic uh organization and it's amazing how much it's withstood for these years yeah with all the assholes that have been in it it's amazing that it could take withstand the effects of all that assholism and still keep doing and deliver its primary purpose I I think it's an unbelievable uh, thing organization yeah, that's the third
3: thing it would definitely appreciate the grace right that it's not you know the organization or anything else no not, not first there's
1: an access yeah. listen i got struck sober the first thing i got introduced to was recovery i swear to god got struck sober in a trailer in calistoga around maybe 11 in the morning that night i was in an aa meeting i had no intention at ten fifty-eight in the morning to go to any fucking a- Amy. Yet, I got whacked and then I was given a way that was going to allow that whack to extend in time and not get diverted and forgotten like a miracle in a day. Yeah? So the first thing I met wasn't an angel, wasn't a guru, it was recovery because that's what was needed. That's what was essential. I needed a way of life so that the action figure could could be less agitated on a daily basis. Because the agitation wasn't beginning any opportunity to enjoy peace or find fucking anything out, yeah? The agitation demanded relief. And the addiction continued, yes? I mean, it wasn't like a, a recreational activity for me to get try to get out of self as self. It was a fucking profession. That was my imperative. I wanted to get out of how I thought I was feeling. Yeah? I didn't care what the consequences were tomorrow. I wanted to get out now. And that now wasn't just once a month. It was every fucking day of the month. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> For years. So... uh, <laughs> uh I think it's just a mind boggling, awesome uh, one two punch. The, the grace of the higher power and the way of life AA offers. I can't, it's. Both of them were essential in my experience. Without that whack, I probably never would have gotten to the first meeting. And without the first meeting, that whack would have probably been forgotten in a few days. Yeah? I mean, people, you would think peak experiences will change your life. They don't. Yeah? They get claimed like anything else by the selfing. And they usually get be put into a box. And then the selfing just dominates and identifies as someone in that new topic of spirituality. Now you become a spiritual self. Yeah? The bondage adapts to whatever occurs. Yeah,
2: that's it slaps a
1: name on it. It slaps. I have people call me up describing that they've disappeared for two weeks. Who was there to describe the disappearance? The selfing. It just keeps on keeping on. It's like, how many thermometers are you gonna break and separate mercury only to see it to come back? You've got to recognize something in that.
4: Yeah, it's, not like
1: the five dinner, it's not like the, the 500th experiment is going to keep Mercury separated. It doesn't, yeah?
3: Yeah, and nor the bottoms. It's the same thing that just like the experiences, neither bottom experiences are what get you sober. Yeah.
1: The bottom was only, oh, the only reason why it's called the bottom is there was a moving away from it.
3: Right. Yeah. I'm just. Saying. I lived
1: on a bottom. I lived in a bottom. <laughs> I didn't that, have a bottom.
3: With the peak. Neither the peak nor the bottom, work to be what will change you.
1: But they all participate in something. You see, because when the change occurs, we're in theater here, so the change will be represented by different theatrics. Yeah. Some people have the. Blinding light. Other people, it's an educational version. Yes, some people stumble into that first meeting. Other people were dragged to it by their family. There's just, it can go any way. But the fact is, it all of them played a part. Yes, they did. You don't, just because it's grace and grace alone doesn't mean there was a, the value of grace in a bottom. There was, and there is for many people. It gets distributed. Yeah, geez. This is... uh... People get sober so many different ways. They stay sober, most of us, through recovery, but they get sober so many different ways. I didn't get sober through recovery. I was struck sober in a trailer. Yeah, there was no AA book there. There was nothing. There wasn't a sponsor that appeared suddenly out of the closet. Yeah. I got whacked, and it set off trains of circumstances that brought me to my first meeting that night. And I've been going ever since, and I've been sober for 33 years almost now. Yeah. Would have that happened? I don't know. It may or may not have, but the way it happened was I got whacked, and I was introduced to the way of life. Yeah. Other people... Are introduced to the way of life it doesn't work and then suddenly it works maybe the fourth time they come in who knows yeah but in fact for many of us it's essential to have a way of life that the action figure can follow yes because it's almost like a dog it needs to be retrained yeah Is it you? No, but I'm telling you, it's going to be a huge nuisance if it's it's not you as a fucking addict or an alcoholic. Yeah? Yeah? Yeah. And the wallops that you're going to receive are going to feel real. Are they real? No, but they're going to fucking feel real because you're totally absorbed in the idea of self. The head. So yeah, you're not going to replace recovery unless the grace wants you to. i met a lot of drunk Buddhists who left recovery and they thought Buddhism would do it. There was a big thing about a guy who had a manic depressive and he was a Buddhist teacher and he believed that Buddhism was going to take care of the problem and he ended up fucking buying hydro- oxycontin on the street and overdosed. And his, his whole assembly was so what? He was a great a lot of fucking clarity was coming through him. But the action figure had addiction. Yeah? Buddhism didn't work. Yeah? Does it say Buddhism will never work? No. But in that case it didn't. Yeah? So well, the head is always looking for an easier softer way. You know, people like, a lot of people enter AA and they're just waiting to leave, really. Unfortunately, usually they leave and they end, they end up saying, I hate AA. And what, what do they have to do? They've got to go back to AA. <laughs> because the Buddhist retreats didn't work. The fucking Zen something didn't work. They got to do service and just participate and be an, an average person among average fucking addicts. Yeah. So I'm not, I don't see AA as a human power. I never have, and I probably, hopefully, I never will. Because if I thought it was all the people, I wouldn't go back. Yeah. Probably. AA is awesome despite the people in a lot of ways. <laughs> because there's a loving power that uses us and overrides the me. Yeah, it does. Like it says in Tradition 2, I think. There's a loving God that's expressing itself through our group conscience. Yeah. So we get overridden. Yeah, the me gets overridden by the grace of the we. Yeah. So yeah I don't think AA is fucking with anybody. I think people get fucked with anything they meet. Yeah. So they're in AA, so now they think AA's fucking them. If they were in fucking college, it would be the college fucking them. Yeah. AA is just a set of sound principles a way out of an unimaginable, seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. Yeah. There's no draft in AA you're not conscribed to it, though parents would like that to happen, the person has to diagnose their own condition and hopefully become convinced of certain primary points, like they say in the book. We just ran into two statements. You have to be convinced of these A, B, and C, and you gotta be convinced that any life run on self-will is not gonna be successful. You gotta be convinced of that. If your life isn't offering you that information, just keep on living, it, sh- it should soon, yeah? <laughs> Once you get an understanding, it should match your experience, yeah? And then you come in, and if it doesn't work for you, I hope you find something else that works for you, yeah? I was lucky, I mean, when I got struck sober, A lot of the shit I could have gotten into about the people in AA, I just didn't. I could care less. I just felt better. (laughs) And I was happy. I was happy that that radioactive isotope had been removed. I was fucking so jacked up, man, for a couple of years before I started to have like uh, (laughs) crazy thoughts, really. I had a I, I had a, a very long period of what they call the pink cloud yeah because I could care less I mean it's sort of like if I'm dying of thirst which I was very clear of I don't care if the person's wearing a green jacket or a blue jacket that's bringing the water I'll have an opinion about the jacket after I drink the water <laughs> I just want to get I just wanted to get relief yeah, yeah that worked. I got a lot of relief in my life, but it didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I don't, that's how I see the no human power.
0: Thanks, Paul.
1: And, you know, AA doesn't get you sober. It lo- allows you to stay sober. I would say the power gets you sober. Yeah, I do. I believe that, yeah. But AA allows you to stay sober a day at a time, which is awesome. Yeah. You know, for people who are looking to get sober, it's so funny when they describe it, they didn't even know when the, when the obsession to use dropped. Yeah? It dropped, and then after, a, like, months, they start sharing it at a meeting. I didn't, you know... Being the number one objective, it was amazing. We didn't even notice it when it dropped, and they weren't. They the first thought wasn't to drink anymore, and something had done for them that they couldn't do for themselves, and they weren't even aware of it for months, for weeks. Yeah. Hmm. Anyone you want any more? Amazing. questions?
0: Amazing. We have yes, we have we have some hands up. Um, first, I see Sharon P.
2: Thanks. Hey Paul, Sharon here. Um, I came to these Zoom meetings not by way of twelve step, but by way of non-duality. About three years ago, I took a look at who I really was. And uh, when I looked back for who I thought I was, um, I found a void. You know, I found nothing there. And I realized that what I had always taken myself to be was just a bundle of, you know, thoughts, feelings, sensations, habits, etc. So for about three years, I was trying to work with an addiction uh, and mine happens to be an eating addiction. And fast forward uh, until about four months ago, like your experience of being struck sober, uh, just I received a download of this is how to eat and this is how to to end compulsive, you know, overeating. And I knew it was, you know, it was done. But so at that point, I thought, now let me look for something to stabilize this. And so I thought of 12 Steps and <clears throat> and Overeaters Anonymous. So I went to Overeaters Anonymous and immediately looking at the 12 Steps. <clears throat> and by the way, this wasn't my first experience with 12 Steps. About a decade earlier, I had looked into it, but I just, it never took because I felt like you know, this the higher power thing was just magical thinking that people were trying to, you know, find some magical solution. So, but, but when I saw who I really was or who I really am, uh, I knew, you know, firsthand experience what higher power is. So, so I thought, well, maybe, tw- you know, 12 uh, step program will work for me. And, but then I started uh, having some difficulties because it just seemed like the 12 steps were all written for a self that didn't exist. So I've, I've been in 12 steps sort I'm still abstinent from, you know, compulsive eating that part. Everything is just fine. Uh, and I'm having a little bit of trouble. I do, I got a sponsor uh, and I'm working the steps. I'm on step four. Uh, and my question I'm I'm getting to my question Uh, what what brought up the biggest conflict was that she wanted me to you know verbalize with her humbly asking my higher power for you know anyway that that's that's where I hit a stumbling block because she wanted me to be you know a separate self praying to a another, you know, a higher power. And, you know, for me, it's like, I am an essential higher self praying to itself, which I guess is not that ridiculous, because when I thought I was a person, you know, I'd have conversations between different parts of me all the time. But anyway, uh, I heard you say that people who come to recovery from non-duality versus the 12-step sometimes miss the surrender aspect of it. And so I wondered if you could speak to, you know, that. I mean, I know surrender is in yeah. common with no matter which direction you're coming. So.
1: Yes. Well, there's a lot of things there. Uh, first of all, let's say if the higher power is always available at all times, right where you are with no requirement necessary, it sort of sounds like you. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So, and I don't see any uh, problem surrendering to that. Yeah. So the idea, the action figure... sees in a certain limited way, yeah, it's never going to see non-dualistically, it's not, yes, it doesn't have that possibility, it's programmed and very, it's a very limited uh, uh, addition, so to speak, yes, but it can have a feeling that something much greater than itself is doing for it what itself could not do. That has a lot of sense felt experience intimacy. And I think it's a lot more convincing that there is no you when there's the programming of youing all day. Yes? I do. I feel. And I don't see them in conflict. Yeah? So for the action figure, I think surrender is the way tell you the truth. Yeah. That it can sort of live in the spirit of non-duality, but in the definition of this dreaming, Yeah. I don't think I've met a lot of, I've met selves trying to be non-selves. It's not that attractive. Yeah. It's I, It hasn't been. <laughs> they They seem like a big stick is up their ass and and uh, yeah, it can, so, all right, so you can't mimic non-duality as a person. You can't. You can't even put on a show that would symbolize anything concerning non-duality, basically. But you can put on a show of of the sense of a power unbeknownst to you at one point being the most intimate uh aspect of this place that's not seen, heard, felt, tasted, or touched, but is incredibly influential, and then have an attitude of surrender to that, to me, works. I think that's one of the loftier programs an action figure can display, tell you the truth. So as an art project, which I believe we are, I think its highest form of artistic expression is under the under the under the under the umbrella of surrender, I do. The thing, the idea of a, a something walking around trying to mimic absence, complete absence, is ridiculous to me. Yeah. What can I? What? What level of performance can I artistically express something that's inexpressible? I would say surrender. That's just my take. Yeah. And I find uh, people have more of a sense feltness concerning surrender than they do uh, something that can seem like dry and voidish, you know, when it comes to the non-duality. Yeah, so I, I, uh, I think surrender is of this place, obviously. And then non-duality is the space of this place. So I like the uh, idea of surrender. As a way of expressing something, yeah. I To me, I can't, get, I, can't, I, I can't convey the intimate weight it carries in my own experience. I don't have an experience of non-duality. You don't experience non-duality. But I have an experience of bondage, I do. I have an experience of being directed, I do. I have an experience of being directed now by seemingly a completely different force that I was directed by in the earlier days under addiction. I have that experience. I have a lot of material in that that experiential level, yeah? And surrender was the key to, yeah, seriously, I mean, I remember I spent two years in a program, I mean, that's a pretty long experiment, yeah, two years, 24-7, and, you know, I was semi-awake there, I wasn't drinking or using or acting out, and uh, after I left, you know, my head didn't like the, the lady who ran it and what, how it was run, but I had to admit, my life looked better with them running it than it ever did with me running it. That's the spirit I'm speaking about concerning surrender. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I think you know the action figure in is an an event and in an eventless space. Yeah. They both have value. One is an absolute value that so there's no need for value. The other is an expression of lack of and abundance of and stuff like that. So there's a lot more artistic leeway in this action figure play, yeah. And I'm under the uh, the the acting troupe of Surrender. <laughs> I sort of like I like watching it play out every day. <laughs> so I don't know if that gets across, but I have the most ultimate. I mean, non-duality is the fact of all facts. Yeah, but you couldn't do a th- you couldn't do a three-act play on it. Yeah, you, it's hard to. It doesn't lend itself to a lot of autistic expression. <laughs> but the life of an addict and then the point of surrender is pretty dramatic. Yeah. I think it's pretty cool. And you know, the funny thing with surrender, it has to be given to you for you to entertain it. Yeah, because we don't know what it is, really. I didn't. I, I had a lot of ideas that it was like a formal ritual or something like that but in my sense something just put a stop to something I never thought could be stopped yeah and a real it was a pause and a lot of movement happened in that pause a lot of the furniture got moved around in the in the uh, uh, Paul's apartment so to speak <laughs> a whole lot and uh, when I came to I could just recognize an unseen hand in my life. I mean, I was brought to an AA meeting that the night of the of after the morning of getting whacked with with uh, the being convinced aspect of the first few steps. I got it all at once. I was thoroughly convinced of a lot of ideas that I would have you know probably taken 50 years of study to get convinced. I was convinced of a lot of shit all at once. And then I did that night I was brought to an AA meeting only based on if I went to the meeting I'd have a place to stay. That was my seeming intention. And look at what happened. I've been I've been sober 33 years. So surprise surprise. Yeah. So I feel the action figure has a role Yeah, and it may be a very small role, but that doesn't diminish the quality of the expression. So, yeah, yeah. I'm not a big believer of, you know, this and nothing else. You know, I see that there's a, (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. I, I do know as an experience... And as an observation, you are you become much more of an individual when you're not one. And you've never been one. But when there's a recognition you're not one, there's a lot of permission that you're never going to get from what you're not. It's not going to... You're going to be the best you could be on a, a home probation, but you're never getting free. <laughs> as self. Never. It's not going to happen. So... <laughs> this is what happens is a lot of permission comes in, yeah, because a lot of shit, it isn't, nothing has been absent, it's just been withheld, yeah, when you're, when the bondage of self is a tunnel vision, and it it limits possibility, it limits a lot of stuff, that's what it does, it can't erase it, it can't even, it just, it it just makes it seemingly unavailable, yeah? Because your thinking can only reach a certain height, yeah? It's severely limited. Yeah. What recoveries happen with me, it's it opened up a skylight so other possibilities could be seen, yeah? And every time that possibility became available, it said, it told me, it was always available. <laughs> so therefore, I seemingly wasn't available. It wasn't like the possibilities weren't available. I wasn't. Therefore, I was in like a cocoon of selfing. I was bonded by self, yeah? And and it led, obviously, clearly, that the freedom is from the bondage of self, not as a self. The self is not going to be free from the bondage. (laughs) It's the source of the bondage, right? Yeah. So, yeah, come. Yeah, it's nice to see you, Sharon. Yeah.
2: Thank you, Paul. Thanks for my question.
0: Thanks, Sharon. And thank you, Paul. Uh, Up next, we have Fi. No. Fi? Phi
5: Fi yeah hi it's fee hey
1: thanks
5: Thanks. yeah um i think i've like forgotten what i originally put my hand up for but um i love what you've spoken about i've been listening to you for a while and the surrender as well and and what i think is happening for me um when I reflect back onto that surrender, which I, I didn't know in at the time, the last time I smoked crack. And I remember leading up to that for years, people would say therapists and the counsellor and the treatment centre, like, Fee, you just need to surrender. And I think I just don't know what you mean or how to do that. And I desperately wanted to do that surrender. And you know my kids my three kids being removed wasn't enough for me to do the surrender um you know and I was in meetings as well and I was attending meetings and I was you know in strong disciplined structured serious meetings you know working out the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous and and yet it was still something that I desperately wanted to do, but I still couldn't, you know, and I'm going through the steps and I'm looking and I'm doing step work and you know, and I, and I still couldn't, um, what I see now is that it wasn't something that I could learn or that I could read or that I could bring about myself or that somebody could bring about in me. And I remember now not that I would have articulated it in this way at the time, but when I look back, it was definitely my own experience that got me to a place where something happened. Something happened where I'd gone from kind of going, yeah, I know I'm powerless. Yeah, I'm powerless, I can see that. To having that deep realization that actually I'm fucked and there's absolutely nothing I can do to prevent this from happening all over again. And that was something that I remember vividly happening in this flat that I was stood in. And through that process, I like, it was like this letting go. It was the surrender, not that I would have gone, oh, this is what's happening. and I stopped questioning it, and I just went through this process of the steps and And I don't even know if I saw it as a relapse prevention. go let's work the steps. I need to do this and write more information you know, I don't know if I even saw it like that. I just thought I need to allow this process to happen and, and I stopped counting the days like I would desperately always be counting the days and I think you spoke about it a moment ago. Of where I suddenly got to a place where I said, I just thought. I, f- I remember getting to like six months and thinking, I I feel okay. I just felt okay. And that was like beyond my wildest dreams to just feel okay, and um, you know, my kids back in my life and, and so that kind of um yeah you know certainly for me no human power. you spoke about that today as well, and you know my three beautiful children weren't enough for me to you know put crack and heroin here and them there and i'm I'm there every time um and, and just baffled as to why that was and and so the process of the steps yeah beyond transformed my life beyond um anything I can imagine and so from that point so that was like almost nine years ago I've been on this um quest <laughs> this seeking um because like you spoke about you know like on this pink you know I've stopped you put the drugs down and I had an awakening then um and so I go through this process of like, if I can just write more inventory, if I can just work the steps in this way, if I can just go on that retreat and work steps over a weekend, or perhaps I do it over like six months or perhaps i that's what I'm, you know, and I've gone through these different processes of thinking that for me to feel, for, feel, feel fulfilled, it's about it being out here and, uh, it was funny because I was speaking to a guy. He's don't think he's on here. He's on here the other night. Kurt. I was speaking to him last year a few times, and um, he mentioned you. And I started. I looked you up again, and it was funny because I had your podcast on my phone from years ago. And um, but what you spoke about, and what you what you speak about, and some stuff I've read as well. It's that same process of. What happened to me like nine years ago almost of the letting go, I think it see it feels like that just letting go and stopping the fight of trying to work it out. Like if I could just work it out, then I'd feel okay. And um so it kind of reflects I think, I don't even know if I'm articulating myself right, but that same experience that I had in that flat that day. And um, and then some of what I hear as well almost goes against some of the AA stuff that I've, how I've sponsored, how I've been sponsored in the past of um, turning away from that feeling, you know, if you're feeling like, anxious or if you're feeling angry like turn away from that go and be of use um and how I see that now is just allowing that to be there and I spoke to somebody earlier on and they were like I just need to be I just need to be less intolerant I need to stop having those thoughts and I was like well you've got no control over that um And that's how I see that now. And I see it more of a allowing it to settle. And um, there's some kind of relief in that, I think, for me. Um,
1: There's a lot of relief in that. Yeah. You know, honey, when you have the example of surrender then there's an understanding of it. So then it can be duplicated and then it turns into surrendered. So you have you don't have those monumental shifts, but there's the shifts that are happening quite often because there's a surrendered. Yeah. You mm-hmm. come to an end of a of a line of faulty thought or faulty thinking or a, an old way of seeing things. They come to an end. And then something takes their place, and so you don't you don't start seeking relief, you expressing relief. It's totally different, yeah. Mm. If you can be rooted on, there's more trusting the infinite than uh, trusting the finite self. There's been a move, which is the better way, yeah. Trusting the infinite instead of finite self. First, you gotta tell the truth about how much faith there's been in self. Yeah. To the point that we're bonded to the idea and that faith, if, if, if you're identified as self and self tries to lose interest in self, that's more interest in self. Yeah. So you can't, it doesn't work that way. If it takes a two year course on self obsession, that could be obsession with self. (laughs) That's what happens. Yeah. So you have to notice, uh, that, that faith you're not going to be the one that redirects the faith to the infinite that would be more faith in finite yeah mm-hmm. you just allow what's working through the program to do its fucking job which is it pulls us out of the gravitational pull itself and then we get caught by the gravitational pull of the infinite yeah and it when you're describing the trip being caught by the gravitational pull of the infinite it's as if something's doing for you what you can't do for yourself that's a common interpretation of being dragged by the gravity of the infinite yeah that's how it feels like and the descriptions on page 84 are a description of that which is the problem doesn't exist for you you've been placed in a position of neutrality da 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 Those are all effects of being dragged by the gravity of the infinite. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, Yeah. yeah the beginning
1: sure. of the book is being dragged by the gravity of the finite, yeah? So there, perhaps there's a better way is in process and you're just describing uh, a segment of that process, yeah? But the basically, like the guy said from the beginning of AA, there was a priest that said step six is sort of like uh when the program shifts for many people, instead of a moving away from a moving away from hell, it's a moving towards heaven. Yeah. So to me, you've got left one gravitational field and you're in another one now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're doing the exact same program, but it's totally the feeling is completely different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah? yeah. Yeah.
5: Yeah. For sure. The, le-
1: the emphasis is less on you and what you're acting and doing and more on that power because what you've entered is the field of the infinite, which has less, a lot less to do with you than the field of self. <laughs> it's just that simple. So if you listen, if, you know, I have a, a lovely position where I hear a lot of people share and try to describe what's happened that's basically how it could be categorized it's really a moving away from a failed system and moving towards a working system that's it yeah so you're in the pull of the working system and maybe there'll be there'll be like pulsars from the old gravity but they don't have the ability to suck you back in yeah the the, the obsession has been broken you've been relieved of that you're not Thinking of drinking every day, shit. Mm. A lot of effects have occurred. Mm. Yeah, and
5: it's it's like you know, like the penny drops. You know, like that's what happens for me in that you know nine years ago in that flat. You know, it was like the penny just suddenly dropped, and that's kind of like how I feel. Like yeah, because what
1: happens is you hear a lot of penny drops. Penny droppings. <laughs> that's what you hear a lot of. <laughs> the penny <laughs> drops not like once every 30 years. It's dropping every day. <laughs> About the yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. Basically, because that's the old... Actually, the penny is like represents the old coin of the, the old realm. It has to drop to get vacuumed out. Yeah. And that's what's going on. All the shit that you held so dearly and the old force gravity is let go of in this new gravity because you're in good hands. Yeah. Mm. Your assurance is assured. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't the case in the old regime. Mm. It's funny, like even as an, a social example, I remember when I went to Sweden for a few weeks, I was doing some talks there in AA years ago, years and years ago. And yet a lot of the stress that's in normal American life isn't there for the societal condition because they have guaranteed education, health and shelter. Yeah. Mm. And so they have a different they don't have some of their underlying structure isn't stressed, yeah, it's sound, and some of the people, you can, they act from there, yeah, where you come to America, people are fucking in a paralysis all day based on, the. you know, no one's taking care of anybody in a lot of ways, so you've got to find the spirit of feeling like you're taking care of. yeah. And if you want to call it magical thinking, think magically because there's a need to have that feeling. You know, there's a need. All right, we want to keep saying there's truly no separation, but everyone's living in the feeling of separation, so there's a need for connection and to have community. And that's why we have these Zooms after the Zoom. So there's these needs that Yeah, they're not actual, but they're profoundly influential. So, render unto Caesars what Caesars. There was a great master, uh, Nisargadatta Maharaj, of non-duality. And he had a habit of smoking. He used to sell cigarettes, smoked a lot. And some of his Western admirers would be perplexed. Why are you fucking smoking? You're the non-dual of non-duality. And he said, hey, give the fucking the body the bone, you know? I like smoking. (laughs) (laughs) Don't take it away. Why do you want to take it away from me? So, you know, this whole thing is uh, the higher power is not going to treat you like you treat you. (laughs) That's one of its great glories (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> if you want to call it you but a different point of view of you, its point of view of you is a lot different than your point of view of you and it's much more permissing and much more permissible and and okay and yeah, just uh, yeah
5: Nice, thanks
1: Paul Yeah, just uh, yeah Yeah mm. Instead of, you know, you it's the difference is you're, you're not facing the moon thing, thinking it's the sun. You're facing the sun and having gratitude and honor. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Anyone else? Thanks,
0: Paul. We have one more uh, if you have time.
1: Yeah, I have plenty of time.
0: Okay. Uh, John D.,
4: is he has five more minutes, <laughs> okay.
0: Five minutes, John D.
4: Okay, thanks. Hi, nah, nah. Paul. Well, I guess I thought <laughs> when he saw it was me, he was gonna give us 30 seconds or something. No, nah, nah. hey, no, nah, 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 nah. anyway. This man is my dear friend, but nevertheless, and I've learned so much from you, and I can't help but to say that before I ask my question or bring my notion into this conversation or whatever. Is one of the most helpful things I, I've taken in from you in the years I've known you is, you know, it's like a, it's a more refined definition of selfing or the self than I might have had before, but still in alignment with what AA suggests or tells, but that uh, the number one job of the self of which you speak is to claim everything, it wants to claim everything, wants to jump in front of everything. And, and I wonder if you might agree, because it struck me maybe today or other times, that the one thing about the 12 steps of AA is it doesn't leave any room for that. It, 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 even, even when you, even if a person were to try to claim it, it would still have a healing effect because of the power and the nature of it. So that's sort of like the question if you would agree. I often mention in in our AA life that we spend together, uh, I got sober in South Philly in a tough neighborhood. It was all like cops and longshoremen and gangsters. And there was a guy in there who used to say, you know, you could bring all the bullshit in the whole universe into AA, but we got no place to put it. So don't bother, you know. And I came away with, uh, called longshoreman metaphysics, you know, but anyway, but just the thought of, of the claiming, the effect that the program has on the dreadful claiming thing. Go ahead. Sorry.
1: Yes. Yes. Well, the, see, to really put it clearly, I call it selfing. We, we use the term self because it's in the program, but my feeling there there isn't a noun called self. There's just the mental activity that I call selfing. And so the selfing is a reaction to conscious contact. So we're alive and we're having experiences, yes? Of seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, and then going over feelings and experiences and thoughts and stuff. And the mental state arises after that contact and claims the contact to imply there's someone there. Yeah? So... It claims the seeing and says there's a seer. It claims hearing to imply there's gotta be a hearer. It claims feeling to imply a feeler. It claims thinking to imply a thinker. Yes? That's the claiming. Now it's going to happen if is it gonna produce an effect? That's that's determined by the audience, us, yeah? If we can see. That activity of selfing, it severely limits its effect of changing the meaning of what it claims. If we don't see that, we're going to look from its effects. Yeah. That's basically it. Yeah. So we are before any activity. Yeah. We are of a timeless nature. Like the I am is what isn't based on I was and I will be. It's I am now, yeah? We're on now, yes? What happens after that comes later. The first activity is consciousness in contact and then the mental state arises and claims that, yeah? So basically, you are that which is before the claiming of the you, yeah? Yeah? You are of that nature the mental state wants you to believe you're its idea and therefore you lose the living of life and you get an interpretation of life that for many people becomes unbearable to live. Yeah? It becomes fucking unbearable and they'll do anything to change how they feel or the change where they think they are or the change where they think they're gonna be or where they thought they were. That's all mental. Yeah. So yes, the grace can override the selfing for sure. It has. Yeah. But hopefully with that pause, you can you can finally use the eyes you have to see what you're not. Let's get to the exact nature of the fucking wrong. Is it the only way how could we call self's manifestations ours unless we were in the act of being identified as self. I don't see how you would. Yeah? So when we give instructions to people to do an inventory on their resentments, I think that's misleading because they're not their resentments. And even as an as an observation, The person didn't have the resentment. The resentment had the person, basically. Really. Yeah? So this idea of walking in and running into this sentence, being, all right, so I walk in and I have my resentments, my fears, my harming others in the pursuit of what I want, looking at the sexual behavior, yes? I walk in, and I run into this sentence on page 64. Being convinced, once again, we ran into two of them today with the reading, being convinced that self, self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. So self has defeated us and how it defeated us is by its manifestations, yes or no? Is that what the sentence is saying? Being convinced, which means to believe with certainty, of what? That self, manifested in various ways, has defeated us. Is he separating us from self? Yes. Yes or no? Yes. All right? So self has manifestations, and through them it's defeating us. Where are those manifestations coming through? Where we're standing. Yes? Yes. We're the conveyor of the manifestations, but are they ours? Bill W. says, no, they're selves. Why are we calling them ours then? And then the next paragraph is, resentment is the number one offender. Resentment is one of the common manifestations of self in our lives. Why do we keep calling them ours? How are you going to get free from the bondage of self when the bondage of self is being defeated by its manifestations and we call them ours all day? How can you expect freedom? You tell me. Read it any other way. I'm open for other... Uh, Excavate another meaning from that sentence. I'm open. Tell me. I haven't heard a better one. Do you agree or did you not agree? Did I just logically present something, at least? Just give me a, a, a nod. You mean me? Anyone. Anyone, yeah, no, I hear you for sure.
0: <laughs> me, me, go. me.
1: <laughs> so put So does the shoe fit? Put it on. Did I go into the inventory with my resentments? And after I did the inventory, did I leave with my resentments? Yes. Something, some information wasn't being presented. That to me is imperative. Yeah? And therefore, I'm going to lead someone through the inventory process and I'm going to say the same thing. Take a look at your fucking resentments and then they're going to leave with their resentment and they're going to pass it on to another person. Yeah? And then the diagnosis has gone off. Yeah? I feel... How many people have, after they've left their inventory, they left with the idea that these manifestations weren't theirs? Very rarely do I hear people tell me that. That's why we do these talks. I'm not against anything. I want this as a possibility. Because it's worked for me. It brought me relief that wasn't brought about by one action here, one action there. A broad relief. Yeah? I want it to be an AA. I'm sick and tired of coming into the program with the my and walking through the program with the my and thinking you're completely recovered, my. Yeah. That's the bondage of self. What how could you describe that somebody, let's say Stanley, was manifesting through me called Paul and kicking the living shit out of Paul and I kept calling them my manifestations, I must be identified as Stanley. Yes or no? I can't recognize their Stanley's manifestations, so I must be identified as Stanley. Yeah? That's part of the being convinced that self manifested in various ways has defeated us. That's the convincing that we're not self. So is everyone going into the process, fulfilling that requirement? I don't think so. I don't think people are living from the requirement of being convinced that self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. I do not believe so in this our community. I think there's a very weak link there. They're not convinced because they're identified as self. Well, John, you know me. I've been speaking about this since 30 years in recovery. The third year of recovery, I was I was given a privilege of a platform, and I attempted to share this point of view, and I keep sharing this point of view. Because a lot of us aren't fulfilling the requirement of the third step. We're not. We're not living as if we're convinced that self-manifests in various ways is what has defeated us. And how do I get an indication of that? You keep calling self-manifestations yours. You call me up, not you, someone else, and you keep talking about your resentments, and they're not yours. You can agree or disagree, I don't care, but freaking don't tell me it's not in the book, it's right there. Unless you think self in some dictionary means us, I don't. They seem to be two different things. Yeah? I'm jacked up about it because I feel uh, the head just has to limit the possibilities because it's severely sick still. You're not going to enjoy peace of mind as a self. You're not. What it gives you of the ability to enjoy peace of mind is recognizing what is and what ain't you, really. Yeah? And I think that's a pivotal statement in the big book. And that's the way I lead people through an inventory process is to let's take an inventory on self's manifestations in our lives. Why do you think no one wants to do an inventory? Because the parasite doesn't want to be seen. And if you look at your role in things, you're going to see self's role in things. You are. If you sincerely look at your role in things, you're going to see there's something else's role in your role in things. Yeah? son. Easily. But no one has the understanding walking into the process. They don't. When they're not given to, They're not given by their sponsors, most cases. I didn't hear anything. I was taught that these were my resentments and my fears. That wasn't my experience. When I started to get the relief from the program, that was not my experience, that they were mine.
4: Yeah. So, yeah. Got it. It's like washing with dirt.
1: In a way it is, yes. And therefore you think more washing is the only answer. Thanks, Paul. Yeah. But you're not getting the dirt. You're mingling the dirt. Yes? You're putting it on. Mm Mm-hmm. I've met a lot of people... Myself included. Our, our possibilities in a life of recovery are severely limited by the misunderstanding concerning the exact nature of the wrong. Severely. So, you know, like it or not, I'm going to keep putting it out there. Because I want it to be available to people in the community. I do. Be be through Zoom or some way. Yeah, because I'm so sure of it, I'm willing to take the shit that comes sometimes. Yeah. I don't care. I don't, a lot of the people that keep telling me all this shit, I don't want what they have. I don't want to be struck. I, want, I don't want to be paralyzed by fear in my 28th year of sobriety. I don't. I want to have outgrown fear by then, hopefully. Yeah? As it says in the book, we will outgrow fear. Well, when do we finally outgrow the fucker? Yeah? So, yeah, thanks, everyone.
0: Thanks, Paul.
1: I'm hoping that it's clear. I'm telling you that is my take on the exact nature of the wrong. It's the problem resides in the mind, and the mental activity is in the act of being identified as self. Let's call it that, yeah? Therefore, when we see, which we do, when we get the consequences of manifestations, yeah, and then we recognize the manifestation, we're in the, I, we're in the sense that they're ours, that we're the one who did it, yeah? That ownership is crippling us, completely crippling us. That's why there's still guilt and shame being harvested from fucking dead fields of actions that you were directed by the gorilla, that you were gonna do it as long as you were dancing with the gorilla, and you're still living under the shame and guilt of that, of that behavior when you are out there using. Yeah? You still, the head still has you bonded to the idea that you were the doer of shit you had nothing to do with. I was apt to do almost anything under the influence. The influence was the doer. Yes. So, and that's my intimate experience. When I was out there on a seven or 10 day run on Coke, <laughs> there's no way in hell you're going to tell me I was sitting around choosing what I was going to do. Yeah. I was being used for transportation, basically. I was being used as a form of expression. And I get left holding the bag for 30-something years? 30-something years of smoking the guilt and shame harvested from that fucking mistaken view? It says it so much in the book, you know. You made decisions based on self. Yeah, most of them. (laughs) That sort of uh, appeared as an action. Yes. Based on self. No, they were my actions. Well, there you go. You're in the bondage of self. That's what we ask to be relieved of. Please. Please relieve me of the bondage of self. Please. Please relieve me of claiming shit that isn't mine. Please. Yeah. You're never going to be forgiven. You're not. I'm never going to be off the hook of not giving my mother money when I had money. Under the influence of cocaine. You know? Buying a pound of coke instead of supporting my mother. Yeah. There's no way I'm going to ever find forgiveness in that. The only way I could see any kind of forgiveness is under the influence I was apt to do almost anything. And I did. Yeah. Did I treat my mother like that since I've been sober? No. Would I treat anyone like that? No. Have I? No. What's the difference? I'm not under the influence of self as much as I was back then. Yeah? Yeah, so if you want to keep calling its manifestations yours, uh, you know, count me out. <laughs> The self isn't letting go of self, it ain't. You have to see you're not that. Self isn't going to let go of self, it's impossible. Yeah? Self can't get out of self, it's impossible. The relief from self is before, not after self, it's before. Maybe you've never been in self, maybe it's just an activity that that the mind has been running that assumes that you already are a self. Because that's how you're thought about. The self is thought about as a historical fact. You're never in the act of becoming self. You're, You're always in a reaction to being one already. Yeah? That's a mental fucking slavery. Yeah, so. All right. Thank you.
0: Thanks, Paul.
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna call it a day, I think.
0: I don't see any other hands, so it's a good time.
1: Oh good, good, good. And so I just want to be clear for one. Do you understand what I mean when I state that sentence? Yeah. I'm not calling self-ego. I'm not calling it, I'm calling an act. The feeling of being a doer when an action is noticed. Yeah? The feeling of being the seer when seeing is happening. The feeling that's conveyed when you're hearing something that you're the hearer of everything that's ever been heard as Paul. Yeah? That you're the feeler of every feeling that ever has gone through Paul. You're not. Yeah? There's tons of feelings, there's no one feeler. There isn't. There won't be, there wasn't, and there isn't, yeah? You and I are a living event. We're not a thing, we're living, yeah? We are, if you wanted to call it Paul, it'd be more appropriate Pauling. Put an ing on it, just like seeing, hearing, feeling, thinking, smelling. Pauling, yeah? All verbing, all verbing, all verbing. Paul isn't before it all. Paul isn't after it all. Paul is amongst it. It's Pauling, feeling. Paul is not the doer of shit. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you, Paul. James LaValle. Thanks, John. Nice to
1: see you, John. And we'll be here uh, Saturday for non duality, Tuesday, Thursday. And uh, yeah, repetition is helpful. Yeah, a lot of times the antidote comes from the poison, so the mental state is completely repetitive, talking about you all day. So, we try to keep repeating the same message with the hopes that it doesn't get to you, but through you to what you are. Yeah? And I know what you are has the ears to hear it. I know it. Yeah? So, thank you so much. I'll see you later. All right. Take care. Thank
5: you. That was amazing.
1: Wow. Hey,
0: there you are, James.
1: That shit was amazing. Brilliant. Great Brilliant. job. A little bit too.
0: of fire today, huh? Oh, man.
1: And it cut through. And it was succinct and powerful.
0: Kind of complete today, you. huh?
1: I stumbled into this one today. I didn't know mm-hmm. that was going to happen. Yay. Colcock. Nikki.
0: <laughs> hey, Leah. Hi, Thanks. honey. You're all I know it, I'm not walking around.